1: To open my own to leave, mail, to leave those others alone To ask me if everything is okay I got my answer The only thing I can say is Sleep in hell That's what I said Sleep in to tell you Because I'm trembling baby, I want you open of my own I'll never let To leave those others alone Don't need to ask me if everything is okay I got my answer The only thing I can say is sing yeah If that's what I say, sing yeah. If that's what I say, sing yeah. If that's what I say, sing yeah.
0: A thank you for the because... 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people listening in via all the means, via podcast, live, repeat, uh, on demand. And also we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded. I am your host, Sally Goldner. I uh, host this show out of the pan, covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre. And, um, well, we're here for the next hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a version by Kate Sobrano with Russell Smith on uh, lead vocals. And that was from Kate and her Septet Septet album in the 1980s, uh, 1987 to be precise. And um, it's a Latin soul tune, originally written by Rogers Grant and Pat Patrick, which of course has been covered many times, including by Bob Down. On the show today... We'll be talking about um, religious discrimination bills, um, some largely good news, I think you'd have to say for now, um, really good in Victoria and sort of neutral, you might say, overall at a federal level. And if you want to join in that conversation or any others, might be some other updates that we get to and talk about an update on the situation mentioned a few weeks ago, re Keelan Medic, and lots of ways to get in touch with this show. You can do so on out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five Tweet at Salgold said so and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook, on my page, Sally Goldner AM, and on out of the Pan 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. And remember, any opinions on this show are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I have been associated in the past or presently associated with. Um, Moderate or low to moderate content warnings for today, because we will be talking about the religious discrimination bills. But if anything is distressing, um, you can contact Switchboard, you know, as part of the QLife organisation or network around Australia, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven 184527 or Rainbow Door on one eight hundred seven two nine three six seven. 729 367 And, um, well, the news is the religious discrimination bills. Um, yeah, yeah, let's get off to a good start. Um, and also, um, and I'll start with that. And then there's also something else I want to mention in light of an email, which gave me an idea, it just came in just after the show last week from our, one of our resident awesome listeners, Mel. And, um, but there's, so there's two threads going. Let's get this first one underway before we dive into the good news. I suppose it's that time of the year where we start thinking towards end of year, and by goodness, we're probably thinking about it this year. I think there's a lot of people on a number of levels saying, thanks 2021, just shut the door on your way out, as the old saying goes. Um, Mel suggested last um, week after the show, thank me for the show, and said I should put in a request to interview Chanel Konos or Grace Tame. That would be a wonderful interview. Well, I'd love to interview people like that, but it got me thinking about, you know, Who's been your person of the year? Now, um, um, obviously, this show is about rainbow slash queer issues, so yeah, that's great. But person doesn't have to be out or identify as rainbow slash queer, even if they are um, out. You know, we we admire people who are out as heterosexual and or cisgender, all that sort of thing. So, just your person of twenty twenty one, and I, it got me thinking that I, I really was, you know, in a similarish note to um, Mel's mentions of Chanel and Grace. I would I would have to go for Brittany Higgins. I think her courage and steadfastness um, in talking about her experiences so well, and the fact that she has. You know, given at least some momentum, it would seem is a good vote. So send in your votes via the means of communication for your person of the year. It's not, i um, going to be the most scientific survey. I would hasten to add, but um, you know, um, let's hear what you think. Um, but of course, so while that's going on, we'll talk about. Let's, as I say, first the really good news, and that is, it sort of got through Parliament in State Victorian State Parliament in a rush on. Um, Thursday into Friday with some late sitting hours. Um, I was listening to a commercial station this morning where one reporter had to be there all night and do the proverbial catnaps um, when the debate was a bit quiet. But as well as the pandemic laws, which is an issue perhaps beyond this program, um, the... Um ending of religious discrimin um just the allowance of um religious discrimination in a number of settings, particularly schools, got through the Victorian Parliament. So this is incredibly welcome, of course, from the point of view of a lot of LGBTIQA plus people. Now we should acknowledge that um Tasmania has had such laws for a very long time, since two thousand and five, and um um well done to them, of course. And, you know, the, it seems that some of the um, 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 the um, people, some archbishops down there or something had a bit of a hissy fit and didn't like it, which was part of the reason for the federal law um, that was proposed and we'll talk about in a second. But this Victorian, um, you know, law passing is very, very welcome. And, uh, you know, for the meantime, it, of course, will be um, in... In force, which is incredibly welcome. And the reason I say in the meantime, I mean, I'll come to that linking it to the federal law in a second. But you can, um, to find out about this good news, um, look at um, a web, an email on premier.vic.gov.au. Sorry, a, a media release. Well, it's all technology to this person who remembers telegrams. Um, the Andrews Labor government has sent a strong message that there is no place for discrimination in Victorian schools and workplace with laws passed in Parliament on the 3rd of December, and under the Equal Opportunity Religious Exceptions Amendment Act, religious organisations and schools will no longer be able to sack or refuse to hire people based on protected attributes such as sexuality, gender identity or marital status. And religious organisations and schools will only be able to make employment decisions based on where an employee's beliefs are inherent to the job, such as a religious studies teacher or a principal. Now, let's just stop there, um, stop quoting for a second. Why does the gardener need to be a Catholic in a Catholic school or a Jewish in a Jewish school? And where does this end? I mean, let's say I'm a trans person who I have a job as a courier and I turn up to the school, do they then say, well, we don't want you in here because you might influence the children? <laughs> where does it end? Um, you know, I'm not, sure, I'm not hired, but if I'm a, a supplier or a contractor, that sort of thing. So the bill recognises the right of religious organisations and schools to continue to practise their faith, um, provide religious teaching and instil their ethos, but the organi- legislation will not impact on how religious bodies select priests, ministers, religious leaders or their members. Perfectly fair. Um, so the religious organisations that receive Victorian government funding to provide services will not be able to refuse to provide services based on sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, and um, the this release, and I'm only quoting it, quote, previous protections to prevent discrimination against LGBTIQ people were shamefully stripped back in 2011 by the former Liberal government and were also blocked by the Liberals from being reinstated in 2016. So um, this now means that, you know, LGBT... Um, I'm going to say LGBTQA plus teachers. There's a little um, lack of clarity on sex characteristics slash intersex So, um, but the thing is you will be able to be out as a teacher or student, which will be enormous and, um, you know, sort of, I think be of great benefit. So well done to Victoria joining Tasmania and let's hope other states and territories where these reforms are needed on the large island, if we can call um, the, um, call us that, will follow suit. So we move up North to Canberra, um, where the federal law, what a, Um, An interesting week it has been there. Uh, And, um, well, the Religious Discrimination Bill has now been sent off to two, not just one, but two inquiries. And it's all a a little, um, from my research thus far, not quite 100% clear. So the bills, um, it would seem that um, had the government tried to force the bills through and get an actual vote on accepting the bills in their status, that some moderate Liberals would have um, voted against it, um, people like Trent Zimmerman and possibly Warren Ench, possibly others, um, and that is worth noting. So there's now two inquiries. There's a, for the Religious Discrimination Bill 2021 and related bills, the Attorney-General has referred to a joint parliamentary joint committee on human rights, the matters for inquiry and report by the 4th of February 2022. And uh, they are referred to as the religious discrimination legislative package. This is on aph.gov.au, parliamentary business committees, joint slash human rights slash religious discrimination. It um, took me a while to find it, I can tell you. And the... The committee has resolved it will carefully consider all correspondence received, including from individuals, but in order to administratively manage the volume of correspondence, it will only publish as submissions correspondence from organisations and academics. The committee has developed an online survey to allow members of the public to express their views, and that will close at 5pm on the 21st of December 2021. So you have 16 days to put your views in. Now, I started looking through it this morning, And make sure you get to the question where about if you oppose the bill, um, or whether you don't, or whether you support it. The critical one is whether you support or oppose the bill in its current form, Um, because some of the questions are sort of a bit could be considered a bit push polling. Let's go through it now. I'll um, I'll put in some answers. No, it's gone back to where I left it this morning. So starting at question one, which is almost a logical thing to do, the questions are, and I quote, as we keep hitting previous live radio, Do you believe there should be legislation to protect people from religious discrimination in certain areas of public life on the grounds of their religious belief or activity? This will include protecting people who don't hold a religious belief. Well, it's kind of hard to argue with that, but um, it's sort of what it doesn't say and how the devil, pun intended, the devil's in the detail. Um, Then it says we currently have a sex, age, racial discrimination act. Do you think it's also important to have a religious discrimination act as well? We also have a disability discrimination act. Um, So, you know, there's a bit of a tricky one, but then we get to part question 3 do you support the religious discrimination legislative package that is currently before the parliament and on it goes so make sure you keep going do you believe parents should be able to send and cho- choose to send children to a choice school of their choice which aligns with their religious values well is that a loaded question possibly should parents shouldn't parents do what's right for their child Do you believe that religious schools should require all students to practice the religion affiliated with this this school if the requirement is necessary to avoid injury to the religious susceptibilities of people of that religion? What about the people who aren't? Do you believe schools, hospitals, aged care facilities, accommodation, disability service providers should be able to preference the hiring the staff of the same religious belief so long as this is in accordance with a publicly available written policy? Well, what if you are religious and you can't um, get the staff? I mean, the Jewish population is 0.4 of 1% of the population. If you're a Jewish service provider, why would you want to do it? Religious charities should be able to preference persons who share their religious beliefs when making employment decisions. Um, religious people comfortable should be would be comfortable to share their beliefs in public life without the religious discrimination bill. Well, it seems a lot of fundamentalist Christians are, so you think they are at the moment. Um, do you believe it should be lawful to make a statement of belief so long as it's made in it good faith and not malicious, threatening, intimidating, or harassing? And who decides what that is according to, her, to what circumstances? And finally, it says, should the committee choose to publish an anonymized representative sample of the responses? due to agree to part of all of your responses being published? And then it asks for your details. So, um, anyway, so I think that's it. I have to go with my gut. I feel that's pretty push-polling, to use the term loaded questions, call it what you will. Um, but obviously the critical one is that one about the religious, um, you know, sort of the bill, the package in its current form, which is clearly doubtful. So that's one inquiry, and that's the the joint um, select inquiry. And then we have this one, the Senate Legal and Constitutional Affairs inquiry, which doesn't give us a lot of information. And um, it um, just says for inquiry and report by the 4th of February 22 on this relevant page. I'll put these links into the um, podcast link for today. And apologies, by the way, for some podcast issues last week, but it is last week's is up there now. And it just says contact the Secretariat. So it doesn't really say how the inquiry is going to work at this stage. Now, the timing is obviously not great. People are pretty cactus to put it mildly, after the year that we've had and obviously for, you know, we're wanting to go on holidays, but we're going to have to deal with this. Also for queers in Melbourne, we're coming up to um, the midsummer season from around mid-January through early February. Gee, wonder if that was timed as well. Wouldn't put anything past some people. So really, really problematic. Uh, But we will deal with it. Now, the... um, Yesterday, Independent Lower House House of Representatives MP Andrew Wilkie said the bill was dead. I'm not quite sure about that. It's certainly in a critical condition on life support and honouring to that today would have been the 120th birthday for Walt Disney, who technically could come back to life given that um, his situation, you could say this bill is cryogenically frozen for now. But, of course, what happens next year, we don't know. Will there be any sitting days in Parliament prior to an election, which we don't know when the date is? Um, you know, for starters, would it get through? Would it be face a constitutional challenge? And then, of course, there is, you know, in the first half of 2022, we have a federal election due. Then we'll have to consider that as well. So there's a lot of but-ifs. So it's certainly in, a, as I say, a very life-support system state at the moment. But, well, we could, um, you know, sort of um, um, give it the uh, secular burial, um, or it could be a religious burial, just so long as it doesn't interfere with anyone else's beliefs, if we, as I say, fill out that survey and make sure that people who make it clear they don't like the bill in the current form get a go. So a very um, important segment. Spent a bit of time on that one today. Well done in Victoria. Um, Thank you to those federal politicians who deferred it. I think the phrase that I saw in the media was kick the can down the road. Um, well, we have done that now, I suppose, but um, for a little bit, but we're going to have to you know, have, um, do some work on submissions, join in organisations, um, in our queer communities and others, disability organisations, women's organisations, um, and make sure that we get those submissions in. And I will say, you know, be polite and factual and empathic about it don't write we don't want the bigots running the country or something like that that's not going to help anyone um you know call in educate all those sorts of things and we can do it all right um and of course next year well busy year after that because we'll have in victoria at least it'll be a blue moon where we have the uh, federal and victorian state elections in the same year we'll be in south australia as well so, going to be an interesting year next year, but we'll um, live in the present for the moment and play some more music. We opened up with the um, classic "Yeah Yeah," and uh, as said, as I said, um, performed by Kate Sobrano and her septet. Here's another track from Colin Hayes' very recent album. I just don't know what to do with myself. His album of covers, and here's a track by that was originally performed by the Scottish band Delametri. And a track called Driving With The Brakes On, which I'll come back and talk about thereafter. 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
2: Driving through the long night, trying to figure who's right. Sit belted up tight She sucks on a match light blowing bronze Steering on And I might be more a man if I stopped this in its tracks and said come on Let's go home But she got the wheel and I've got nothing except what I have on When you're driving with the brakes on When you're swimming with your boots on It's hard to say you love someone And it's hard to say you don't Trying to keep the mood right Trying to steer the conversation from The thing we've done She shuts up the ashtray I say it's a long way back now and she just yawns and we might get lost someplace so desolate that no one where we're from would ever come but she's got the I've got to deal from now on and when you're driving with the brakes on when you're swimming with your boots on it's hard to say you love song. It's hard to say you don't But unless When you're driving with the brakes on When you're swimming with your boots on hard to say you don't
3: Looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription? You can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe.
4: Have you heard of long COVID? If you or someone you know have had COVID-19, you may still experience symptoms weeks or months later. There are many symptoms of long COVID, but the most frequent are extreme tiredness, shortness of breath, and muscle aches and joint pains. Anyone can experience long COVID, including children. You can find information in your language on the Health Translations website, healthtranslations.vic.gov.au. Just type long COVID. As a keyword,
5: a 3CR
0: supporter. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au, and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And prior to uh, Out of the Pan, of course, every week, I forgot to thank the crew from Out of the Blue for diving deep for the Marine News every week from 11.30 till noon, as they always do. And they had uh, interviews about cuttlefish and reminded me of a song by great Australian artist Deborah Conway called Cuttlefish Beach and also about seabirds and reminded me of um, the story of um, the seabird in North, I think it's North American, known as a tern that once caught a fish and shared it with um, a hungry otter and the two became quite friendly as a result, which just goes to show that one good turn deserves an otter. I'll just run away now. Anyway, um, there has been um, some good news um, or some news during the week that is of interest and that a few weeks ago, content warning for violence and possibly transphobic violence. We don't want to assume that. Um, And um, the person who threw the spray can at Keelan Medic, Andy Medic's daughter, has been charged after presenting himself to police. So you know, credit for turning yourself in, as they say. Um, but um, um, so that's finally happened and um, the police have not confirmed whether the crime is politically motivated as um, stated by, alleged by Andy Medic. And uh, the... 20-year-old man attended a police station about 2.15am on Thursday, interviewed, charged with recklessly causing injury and discharging a missile. A married Maradbonong man was bailed to appear before the Melbourne Magistrates Court on the 29th of um, April next year. So hit that into your diaries. Um, So good that he's been caught. We'll be able to get to the bottom of it. Um, Just hope that the Medic family, um, particularly, obviously, Andy and Keelan, all doing well and um, moving forward with that. So just thought I'd update on that one. Um, it's been a big week. I'm mentioning people um, such as um, you know, Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins, of course, and this is a, I sp- uh, definitely a low to moderate content morning for mention of sexual violence and sexual harassment. The Kate Jenkins inquiry was released um, in the last few days into sexual discrimination in Parliament, and the rates are just... Horrendously rife, I mean, we knew they were going to be bad, but you wouldn't have thought they were going to be as horrendous as they were, and it just shows what a problem that is and It just seems bizarre in this day and age that we would actually have um, a workplace that was exempt from the these sorts of laws and so uh, it's a big issue, and of course it can affect uh, lots of people, yes, the majority of people affected are um, people identifying as women, whether cis or trans, but of course, um, trans and gender diverse people, LGBTI people, um, can also face sexual harassment. And yes, cisgender men can, and none of it's, of course, appropriate. You just don't, and you, know, you just don't do it in the first place. And then if you try and someone says no, well, you know, I know it's a perhaps could be considered cliched, but no means no. Just don't. And there should be consent. And if people, you know, people of appropriate age and um, agree to something and it's safe, then that's where consent comes in. So um, it's good that this report's happened, but of course the question is, will there be action on it? And now federal parliament's finished for the year and everyone's going into sort of silly season mode, Nin, in, 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 as Bob Down would say. Um, you know, what happens to it? Now, the question is, of course, it would be great if this became an election issue, but um, the agenda will be set in other areas. But, um, you know, some people might, of course, um, we're hearing a lot about the voices of, and this is a loose confederation of independents running in safe liberal seats, such as Goldstein, currently held by openly gay man, Tim Wilson, um, and other sort of liberal seats following on from the, Initial success of people in the seat of Indy who ousted Sophie Mirabella some years ago, and this could be very, very interesting. I think it's an issue they could run with, because um, who know? I mean, I'm the last thing I'm going to claim to be is a sophologist, a sophologist, someone who predicts elections or something like that, and. Now, it's possible that we could end up with a sort of hung parliament with some of these independents in there and other independents. There's um, climate-based independents as well. And if it ended up with, say, Labour in these independents, there's possibility we might get some progress. Who knows? So much needed. But as I say, it's about action now. I think we've had enough reports, enough words, enough conversation, and it's a question of who's going to move on it. Now, let's be clear about something. No political party is, you know, has the halo and um, complete halo over its head and no one the complete horns, so to speak. There's good and bad in all political parties and including on all aspects of gender, including trans and even some parties that claim to be good on trans, um, in my opinion, haven't always got it right. I'm um, not going to favour any one party or the other. So there's always room to improve on these things. I hope that at least these recommendations are implemented. Whether, as I say, it becomes an election issue or not, um, who knows? Um, There might be other things, you know, post-COVID recovery, and, of course, the government's trying to push the the get-the-government-out-of-our-lives approach, which seems, thinks, is a vote winner. Well, it may be in some parts of the country and possibly not in others. I think it's going to be a very interesting campaign when it happens. There's going to be a lot of local issues coming into it as well, and I think therein lies a clue perhaps for the LGBTIQA plus communities on how we can operate. There's my hint for the day. Well, um, prior to the messages I played, the Colin Hay track written by Delamitri driving with the brakes on, well, I'm gradually taking the handbrake off and you know, accelerating back into life um, as we emerge from lockdowns. And did so yesterday. I had a, um, an errand to do at Victoria Market or Queen Victoria Market, and whilst in, but just having finished the errand, just happened to stand there and listen to to a busker playing some wonderful sort of well, I'll call it blues type of stuff. It's the little things like that. I think that we've missed. Of yes, we've missed the big things as per our preferred um, desired taste, whether it's pubs, clubs, friends, you know, household gatherings, parties, whatever. Sometimes it's those little things where you just stop and pause and listen to the music. And I was enjoying this so much that, um, well, to quote an advertising campaign from years ago, I bought the company. Well, not quite. No, I bought the CD. Um, here's some great music from Matt Katzis, and um, it's an album um, he recorded in Adelaide a few years ago called Live at the Wheaty. That um, the wheat, the wheat sheaf in Adelaide was where it was recorded. And here's one of his original tracks. That the album's a mix of um, originals and renditions. This track's called Tomorrow and the Next Day. And, well, we can hopefully plan for the future a bit more now. 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3: Pays he, he pays his dues to the valleys. He wakes up each morning. He pays his dues to the valleys. As long as he's still waking up each morning, things could. From
0: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one. Every Sunday afternoon, thanks for your company. We just heard from Matt Katzis and from an album called Live at the Wheatie, um, being the Uh, Wheat Sheaf in Adelaide A venue um, to the west Hello to anyone listening in South Australia At the moment Um, Wherever you are, great to have your company And as I said, heard Matt Busking yesterday outside Queen Victoria Market And bought the CD Really, really enjoyable, great music Good to hear, that's called Tomorrow And the Next Day, as I said, a mix of His word, renditions and Originals And very, very enjoyable stuff Um what else is going on? Uh, Just to follow up on the sort of long debate about religion, there's two really good articles in mainstream media today that are worth a mention. Uh, In the Rural Network section of Guardian Australia, there's an article called A New Church, Why Uniting Reverend is Preaching to Anglicans in a Gay Couple's Home. And this is how a couple, Peter Grace and Peter Sanders, disagreed with the conservative Anglicanism, of their Armadale diocese, so they left and took the whole congregation with them. They bought the company. I of these used that line twice in the, in the same seg- in the same show, and they couldn't um, because they're a gay couple. One, Peter Sanders, was musical director and organist, and Peter Grace had an unpaid leadership role on a small committee, and they weren't in the right state of grace, so they left, um, and. Um, yeah, you know, sort of took the whole congregation with them in seriousness. It says leaving a church isn't easy. Grieving and loss are words used to describe the experience. And if you've, it's been a big emotional part of you, then that's perfectly true. Let's just say if I've had to deal with losing a big part of me over the last um, few months and it's not been easy, I'm not sure how I'm here, to be perfectly honest. Um, that's why I've been driving with the brakes on. But um, they've they've moved on Um and and so they are now um have found their own um church and so they've got their whole um, congregation they've you now someone stitched a cloth for the altar and it just goes to show that um really why do uh we discriminate against people when they're adding so much value and now that church in Armadale's lost two talented people and they've gone somewhere else and just this is the thing that always gets me. You can sit around and say, Well, I've got a right to have a viewpoint. Why have a viewpoint if it puts people down, I suppose? If it's not coming from a real place of kindness and compassion, why bother? So that's my um you know, there's my sermon for the day. Ha ha. Um you know, and I just don't see the point. Also a really good article by Ellen Fanning, respected Australian um, interviewer and media person um, in The Guardian today on is it an acceptance that politics is a game feeding weary cynicism about the whole exercise of democracy? And Ellen talks about how she was on a panel where another panelist said, Scott Morrison has one job, that job is to win the next election. And Ellen goes, me, you "You serious? Panelist, yeah, of course, me. He's the Prime Minister of Australia and you say his only job is to win the next election. Well, I'd agree with that sort of thinking. I mean, is, doesn't someone in that position have to do something remotely resembling leadership rather than just holding the job? Maybe people are wanting leadership and that's the people will elect. Who knows? And so um, now it's um, a very interesting thing that we just don't seem to have that and how leadership's been dumbed down. And the last good article, uh, which is certainly in the pre-version of today's age is the extended conversation on the religious discrimination bill, a bill, beg your pardon, and runs from page 27 through to 28 and 9, and is very well explained. It is called an explainer, and there's one paragraph in here that I'll read out from Liam Elphick. An associate lecturer of law at Monash University said the bill was a challenge to the bipartisan understanding since the early 1980s that federal discrimination laws should sit side by side with state laws. Quote, it's a drastic overreach from the federal government and not seen in the last 40 years of discrimination laws in this country, which is pretty much as long as we've had it. So um, I think that just about sums it up, that this is an overreach, the bill is an overreach and hopefully... It will go down and will not override state and territory laws. And the thing is, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if it did manage to get through Parliament at some point in its current form, my strong guess is it would be, you know, there'd be a constitutional challenge before it could be implemented and goodness knows what else. So... um, there it is. Um, as I say, get those, um, hit that survey. Um, as I say, I'll put the links to that um, inquiry and the survey inquiries and survey in and keep checking in on what you can do uh, as an individual and or an organisation. Get your organisation writing. Uh, if they are, say, a religious, uh, sorry, some sort of service provider, for example, aged care, and um, otherwise things could go backwards in my in my personal opinion. And well, it's a road we've got to travel. Here is Graham Connors talking about this from an awesome four C D set called the Fifth Country Music Awards Country Music Association of Australia, fiftieth anniversary of the winners and the Roadless Travelled. Three CR eight five five AM, three C R Digital, three Cr.org.au, three C R on Demand, out of the pan with Sally.
4: Do. Occasionally, a little fear may creep up on you, and those voices whisper in back of your head. Why try so hard? Give up instead. But it gets us nowhere.
0: Listen to Hilberly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm to 2am for classic country artists like Hank Williams, Moon Mullican, Lefty Vazel, Hank Snow and many more. Remember, Hilberly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm only on 3CR. And do it Augustine. Three C R, eight five five AM, three CR Digital, three Cr.org.au, three C R on Demand, out of the pan, with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Just about at the end of the programme today. Remember to send in your thoughts on your person of the year. As I say, doesn't have to be queer, doesn't have to be live on this continent and surrounds. Um, just someone who's uh um, lifted you up and it can be just someone you know, you can nominate your mum or your best friend or something. Um, call her, call her whoever you want um so um uh, what have we got coming up um in the week well in a few minutes if you're listening live um boulder you can find the link for that on facebook for by people by plus people 40 and over but no age passports or anything like that and other things coming up during the week we should add today that today's international volunteer day lots of volunteers across all sorts of organisations, Rainbow and otherwise, do lots of great work. Um, thanks for everything that you do and um, make a great contribution, often very unrecognised. So today we're recognising it. Hooray! And uh, what else is coming up during the week? And in this coming week, uh, the Trans um, Transpire for Trans People on Wednesday night Um Um, From run by Transgender Victoria. Check out their website at tgv.org.au. Bent TV, um, Friday nights and Seahorse actually coming up this Saturday evening. I think there's going to be a bit of a celebration of the launch of their 45 years of um, Seahorse um, publication that was released last year in the pandemic. Finally, we're going to get to have a glass of... um, a musket or something to celebrate it. So good things coming up. Now other things coming up very quickly is that I've only got two more live shows left for the year. I'm sodding off after the 19th and taking a break for the summer summertime period. I'll be lining up some repeats of some out-of-the-pan shows for this year for a few weeks and be back in February. And um, there'll be lots of great summer programming on 3CR, so keep um, keep it, your device locked on the appropriate frequency. Freedom of Species comes up next, and Nick and Adam will be discussing COVID-19 vaccines, animal testing, pseudoscientific conspiratorial views in the vegan community and beyond. Um, so there's something to... Um, Keep you tuned in for the next hour. Rotations at two and queering the air at three. So keep keep it locked on now and always. Take it out today. Well, we just heard the program, the promo for Hillbilly Fever, and well, um, let's have a little bit of that. A bit of a country classic put together by Tom T. Hurl, Tom T. Hall, and Earl Scruggs. And a classic called Dim Lights, Thick Smoke and Loud, Loud Music. And a song originally by Joe Maphis, Max Fiddler and Rose Lee Maphis. So there's their version of it from the album, The Storyteller and the Banjo Player in 1983. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.